I love church when it's full. I love to see all the excitement in the house. And I love that we get to celebrate all the special people. So ladies, we want you to feel very loved and know that you are special to us at Arena Church today. And hopefully you've felt that so far. We are in our final week of our Simplify series, and I've been asked to speak on a subject that will no doubt resonate with a lot of the ladies here today. But not just the ladies, because I believe that there are many men who may find this final part of our Simplify series helpful as well. The key verse through the series um, is going to come on the screen, and let's just say that together, which is, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. This week, in many ways, follows on from where we started the series in week one, If you didn't hear week one of our Simplified series, I would recommend you go to the website and listen to it. The title of that series was From Exhausted to Energized. We identified that when we are depleted, we are not at our best. We don't make wise decisions. We are less caring, probably more grumpy. We tend to overeat and overwork. We talked about those things we need to do to fill up our buckets. And Christian gave us some examples of connecting with God, time with loved ones, satisfying work, recreation time, and exercise. In our concluding week today, we want to talk about from overscheduled to organized. A few people that knew I was talking about this this morning have said, I really need to know about that. So hopefully you will find this helpful. So from the teaching of week one, Christian asked us to go away away and think about those bucket fillers and to give time to those, what we need to replenish our lives, what we need to live out of overflow and not depletion. But you may say, well, how are you going to help me do that. I, I, I hear that I need to do it, but I'm not sure how. As you look at your current schedule, you may be thinking, well, that sounds good in theory, but how do I squeeze in those replenishing streams into an already packed schedule? A great question. And you're not on your own today if you are asking that question I talk to a lot of people around Arena Church and in my world in general, and it's a common complaint. I hear, I'm too busy, I'm exhausted, I'm overscheduled, I don't know where to start. How do I find time in a busy schedule? I can't fit it all in. We say these words so often that we become immune to how repetitive we sound, This morning, we want to give us keys that will help us to eradicate these words from around arena. Let me just stop and say here, if we think that our lives are going to get easier just on their own, that is not going to happen. It's almost as if we think we've got a list and when I've got through that list, then it will start. The key this morning to all we are talking about is us taking control. 
Some of our schedules are packed so tight, we don't have any margin, we don't have any wiggle room. We almost brag about it. I'm busy. I've got a lot on. I've got a big task list. I remember a time somebody was saying to me, I've got 44 things on my task list. And all I'd got thinking in my head was, I've got 76 on mine. You know, like it was a badge or something that we'd got all these things to do. It can make us feel important. It feeds something unhealthy in it. And the cost can be severe. How we schedule our lives is something I am passionate about. If you talk to me about my reading material, it's often about being organised. You know, scheduling the one thing about your day. Trying to live and make the most out of every day. It's something I love to talk to people about. I find it interesting that we all have 24 hours in a day. And yet some people just seem to achieve so much more in their lives. Why is that? Some interesting facts that might just, uh, you you may find interesting, you may not. Did you know that Winston Churchill worked from his bed? He worked from his bed, he woke up and he worked from seven o'clock in the morning till 12 noon to utilize his time. Leonardo da Vinci just had two hour bursts of naps so he didn't waste eight hours of sleep. What am I saying? A lot of people who have achieved so much throughout history have played around with their schedules until they have found a formula that works for them. A schedule that allowed them to fulfill their dreams. Which brings us to the question this morning, is your current schedule working for you? Now, you may be thinking, I've come to church for something more substantial than this. You've played games, the kids have had fun, you've given us treats, you're talking about schedules. You may think, I wanted something more meatier this morning. But what if I told you that I am of the opinion that thoughtful arrangement of your daily, your weekly, your monthly calendar is one of the most holiest endeavours you can put your hand to doing? What if I told you that crafting a whole new schedule is tantamount to writing a whole new future script for the next season of your life? What if I told you that your calendar plays an absolute crucial role in who you will become as a person, as a Christ follower, as a mum, as a friend? I don't I hope you don't think I'm exaggerating. I am absolutely convinced that when you sit down to write your schedule, you are making choices which, with far greater implications than most people would ever imagine, which is why I want to spend time on it today. I have realized more and more, my schedule is far less about what I have to get done and far more about who I want to become. Let's just talk about how most of us schedules, put our schedules together. We plan our schedules around where we have to be, when we need to be where. Most of us start with what we have to be, what we have to get done, or we would be in trouble to do if we didn't do it. Most of us feel that we need to start with all the have-dos 
And then when we have finished, we grit our teeth and say, God, help me to get it all done. This happens months after months and year after year. A runaway calendar can keep you and me from simplifying our lives. It holds us hostage to the tangible things, meetings, appointments, projects, without giving priority to the intangibles. Who are you becoming? Your relationships with family, with friends, your connectedness to God. Without conscious intervention, this pattern of chronically overscheduling ensures that the priorities you care about will take a back seat to the urgent priorities of others every time. Often when we describe our busy lives, we make it sound as if the overscheduled, overscheduling happened by accident, without us being aware. Sort of like we had no choice in the matter. It's not my fault. It's my boss's fault. It's Christian's fault. It's my family's fault. I have so many commitments that I'm responsible for. We can fall into the trap of feeling as though we are victims to the very responsibilities and commitments that we have said yes to. Newsflash. You are the boss of your calendar. Put it another way. You have got to take hold of the reins of your schedule. It's your responsibility to keep command of your calendar. You must, I must, take the reins and be in charge of our calendars in order to simplify our lives. I would love to say I have mastered this, but I'm preaching to me here too. So, instead of the question, what do I want to get done? We're going to ask a question, who do I want to become? A simplified life begins with well-invested hours. You can harness the true power of your calendar by filling in each square, each segment holistically, creating room for both outward activities and inward priorities of your life. Your calendar is more than an organizer for what needs to get done. It's the primary tool for helping you become who you want to become. Would you allow me just for the next few minutes to just give some very practical examples that hopefully will help us um, as I share some of my stories with this. You see, before I was a Christian, I was the undisputed boss of my calendar. I went to school, I went to work, I spent time with friends. I did whatever I wanted to do whenever I wanted to do it. But when I became a Christian, I was impacted by this verse that has been a life verse for me. It's from Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. And it says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Back at that time was a gentleman called Robert Britton, a very wonderful man who nurtured me in the very early years of my Christian faith. 
He said to us, you need to dedicate your life to Christ if you want to live a full and impacting life. And how you do that is you put God first on your calendar. I had lived my life so meaninglessly to that point. Just work, sleep, eat, repeat. Work, sleep, eat, repeat. Just living for the weekends. No real focus about my life. Just getting up that ladder at work. Fighting that, that promotion. Wanting this, wanting that. I was so desperate now I was a Christian to get it right. So I took this and I applied it to my schedule. I realized the importance of a God first schedule and I had to put it in my diary. So this is where I started. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I knew for me, given that first time of my day, if I wanted to grow and live what I felt God wanted, was just to make it a priority in my life. So all I did was put it in my calendar every day. You may say, is that it? Yeah. (laughs) But it wasn't easy. I'm I'm not trying to make it sound easy because it wasn't. When I first started to do this, I used to sit on a bar stool in my kitchen (laughs) because I'd got a busy life. I was already, you know, two young children and, and, and working full time and I was tired. But I had to go to bed earlier so I could get up earlier because I felt this would be tantamount to me living a different life from now on. So I got my bar stool. I used to sit on the edge of it because sitting in a comfy chair when you're not in a routine of getting up early is disastrous because you know what's going to happen. You know you're just going to fall asleep. I heard Joyce Meyer say she sits on the edge of her bath, or she did, before she got into a routine. Do you know what? Now it is not an issue to me. I protect that first moments of my day. I just love to spend that first time. It's not an issue now, but back then I had to just get in a routine it wasn't easy week after week month after month where now that is probably my most um, uh, input in time of the day I plan my day I organize I just look at God look at my diary today what is going to honor you with my diary today as I put you God first in those early hours of the day I come to God I ask the Holy Spirit to guide me so let's fast forward a few, day, a few years. Chris and I are now in a season where we're both full-time at work. Josh and Jordan are at school, and most evenings we were out at football and gymnastics, piano lessons, worship practice, the normal stuff that people with younger kids do. You're out, you're busy. Then we, Chris and I read a book by Rob Parsons called The 60-Minute Father. Yes, I read it too. And then we talked about, in that book, those special family times, adding them to your calendar. It talked about the value of creating regular nights where you show your family how important they are to you. Those bucket fillers that recharge your, yourself. So all we did, Friday nights, 
we just put something on the calendar. Family night. It wasn't anything that cost us a lot. We just used to go and get a takeaway. We'd get a video back in the days. Can you remember those VHS videos? We used to go and have a look. We'd all have a a list of which video we're watching this week. Obviously, something suitable we could all watch. We'd get home, we'd veg out. We ate unbelievably unhealthily. Fish, chips, peas, crisps, you know, sweets, chocolate. We didn't care about it on a Friday night. Then we'd get the settees, cushions off. We'd lay them on the floor. We'd bring the duvets downstairs. In fact, Josh, when he got to a season, we used to ride the duvets down the stairs and see who could get down the stairs the quickest. We'd throw the duvets on the floor. We'd watch a video and we would all four of us in this little space in our little lounge fall asleep there in the middle. Friday night was special to us. The kids talk about it still now. It was an important time in our life. This night was in our calendar. I said no to any other invite on a Friday night. It was our special time. We wrote this on our calendar as if it had as much importance as all the other evening meetings. How important is your family life? Do you want to create those lasting moments with your loved ones? My guess is you do. If so, and you're not already doing this, write in ink on your calendar those special times. When you realize and you do this, the power of a commitment on a calendar, it has lasting implications for your family, for generations to come. You are sowing into those little lives. Let's just stop and think about those who are in a different season who haven't got children now. You're married. You're probably later on in life or you've got special people in your world. Are you making time for them? I would say in this busy world, in this busy schedule we have, Friday night, Saturday night, should have on your calendar, time with your loved ones, date night. Put it on there and stick to it. Let your spouse, your loved ones know that they are special. It doesn't need to cost a lot. Chris and I will sometimes, we'll just go a walk to the chippy in the, no, it's all about chips, isn't it? To the chippy in the next village. We get chips. We walk along. There's a costa near us. Anyway, it's okay. There's a costa near us and we stop and have a coffee and we'll walk back and it just is replenishing to us and it's cost us about six quid and we've had a great night. Put it in your calendar. Okay, I'm going to have a little, little bit of a preach now. How many of you set New Year's resolutions and have not stuck to them? Come on, let's own up. What about all those New Year's resolutions we set in January? The new you. I'm going to lose 20 pounds this year. I'm going to get fit. I'm going to get healthy. I had this lady I worked with years and years ago. At this time, I was working full time. I was teaching aerobics two nights a week. I used to take Josh and Jordan with me, you know, me aerobics stuff in one arm, the kids in the other arm. And I remember coming to me and she said, I would, I would love, I would love to get fit, but I don't know how I'm going to fit it all in. 
And I can remember thinking, are you kidding me? She, as far as I was aware, she didn't do anything in the evening. She'd got no young kids. I mean, her house was spotless. I just looked so phenomenal, which mine probably didn't. So that's probably the, the difference. But I graciously encouraged her and said to her, why don't you come with me? I've run these classes. Just, just come with me. Just do, you can do it. You can do it. She wrote it on her calendar. Exercise twice a week. She stuck to it. I remember her saying to me years later, thank you so much. She felt more energized. She felt healthier. She felt um, that she was more in control of her eating. Her, Her whole energy levels went up because she'd put it on a calendar and stuck to it. In this day and age, there's so much free stuff. Go a walk. Just find a YouTube video. Just get down at the side of your bed and do all of these things now about doing squats while you're making your tea. I don't know if you put the kettle on and while it's boiling, just do 20 squats. There's so much stuff we can do. Be intentional with doing it. <laughs> you don't want that image in your mind, do you, while I'm talking? <laughs> I hear you saying, is that it? I just need to put it on my calendar. Yeah, I really do think so. The power of putting it on your schedule and then sticking to it has life-changing implications. To this day, I am still learning more and more. My schedule is far less about what I want to get done and more about who I want to become. Let's just look at it for those of us who are in jobs now, where you're not enjoying your job. You you feel actually it's probably not the job for you. You may have been told you'll never amount to anything. you'll You'll never accomplish anything in your life. And you're in a job day in, day out that actually you are not feeling fulfilled in. This is not an excuse. This is not, I'm handing in my notice tomorrow because Julie Turner told me I needed to go and get a different job. Please be wise with this. But I just want to share a story about my dad. My dad is one of my heroes, and I'm I'm thankful that I've got a father who has been such a great role model to me. My dad came from a mining family. They lived in Shirebrook, something I don't normally tell a lot of people. But um, my granddad went down the pit. My dad's two eldest brothers went down the mine. My dad's youngest brother went down the mine. So what did my dad do? He went down the mine. I am not saying anything against mining because a lot of people... I worked in the mining industry myself for about 20 years. I didn't go down the pit. (laughs) Um, but, But I know a lot of people who used to love mining. So please, I am not saying anything about that. But my dad realized this is not what he wanted for the rest of his life. He wanted to break the cycle of his life. So when he was 25... With a house and responsibilities and a young family, he went to night school. 12 a week. He just put it on his calendar, night class. Now this is on top of a full-time job 
and a young family. But he did it. He knew it would only be for a season. So week after week, month after month, until five years later, he received his HNC, which then allowed my dad to go into teaching. Here's the secret. My dad changed the lifestyle of not just him, but then my sister became a teacher, and then my nephew became a teacher, and he changed the cycle of their family by simply just putting it on his calendar and sticking to it. I just tell you this, because mum and dad aren't here this morning. They're now at the Mansfield campus. Mum did say to me, please don't you go into teaching as well, because we've got enough bossy people in the family. (laughs) I hope my sister doesn't listen to this podcast. (laughs) So, now let's go back to where I started. What difference do you think your calendar, your schedule, would look like if God was in charge. Ephesians 5 and verse 15 says this, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise but as wise, making the most of every opportunity You see, we think it's the big things that matter in life. And my opinion is, it's the little things we do day in, day out, that make a difference. And we're all looking for the big stuff. And God says, start with the little things. Start with the little things. For me personally, I know that to stay spiritually centered, I have to protect those first moments of my day. It's also vitally important for me to schedule time with my Christian friends. It's high, and my family, it's high on my schedule. Friends who will help me to grow and encourage me. If you want to know more about that, listen to the podcast from last week. Josh spoke excellently about your inner circle, the people that you need in your life. On Monday mornings, we have a debrief meeting and a planning meeting. It's with Christian and a few of the team where we look at how did Sundays go? We're not overly picky. It's just a thing we do to say, guys, is there anything we missed yesterday? Anything we can do better? Anything that we think we want to help, you know, so that everything runs smoother on a Sunday? But what surprises me when we look at the figures of the people that were here on a Sunday, I will often hear Christians say, well, of course, there were quite a few people missing yesterday. And I often think, wow, people have missed that great Mother's Day service. They've missed that great baptismal service, that wonderful teaching on overflow. They've missed it. And I would recommend strongly to us this morning that Sunday church should be in bold, in ink, underlined on our calendars. It shouldn't be an afterthought. It shouldn't be just something, well, I'm going to go to Skeggy today and just miss church. You know, come to church, we'll be done by 12, then go to Matlock instead. Do something closer. Put church on your schedule. Anyone can change their direction in life. That's the transformative power of a schedule. The power of words on a schedule and then lived out changes who 
we become. As I conclude, I'm going to encourage us all, you feel like you're back at school now, to do some homework. I am going to encourage us all to sit down and look at our schedules, at our calendars. Do you have a God-first schedule, a seek ye first the kingdom of God schedule? And instead of starting with all the things you've got to get done, start with who do I want to become? It's your homework assignment for this week. Perhaps one area of your life jumps out at you as one that needs the most course correction in this season. Start there. If several areas demand your attention, start with the ones that create the biggest barrier to a God-first life. Next, add to your schedule those plans or engagements and those relationships and activities that lead you down the path of who you want to become. If you're wondering why you don't feel as connected to God as you want, write prayer on your calendar start there and then allow yourself to make sure that you follow through if you need to sit on the edge of the bath or on a bar stool to make it work do it christian talks and has talked about the 15 minute challenge of a morning five minutes prayer five minutes bible study five minutes journaling start there if you're out of shape and overweight right work out in a few of those calendar squares and come up with a doable program to get moving. Be realistic with what you can achieve. Talk to your doctor first if you need to. If you are not giving priority to time with your spouse, your loved ones, write family night, date night on your calendar. If your kids can't remember the last time you did something special with them, may I encourage you, to make it a priority this week to put that in. If you are in a dead-end job, do something about it. Sign up for further education. Get some further training. Plan regular times to update your CV. Look for a new job. Again, do that with wisdom. Put those plans or activities on your schedule that will lead you down a path of who you want to become. You know, I hear too many stories of people who have died, who are on their deathbeds and, and say, I'd got the ladder up the wrong wall. I wish I'd have given more time to this. I wish I'd have spent more time with the people I care about. I wish I hadn't have worked all those hours. I wish it hadn't have been about money. Arena Church, family, friends here this morning, we love you so much. We don't want that to be you. We want in your last moments, and I don't like to be morbid, but in your last moments to know that you have lived a God-first, intentional, focused life that has made a difference, that we can go to glory knowing full well, I have run the race, I have done my best, I'm ready to meet Jesus. Let's pray. So this morning, I don't want to um, forget those who, who may actually not be Christ followers this morning. And you may be thinking, I don't know what 
a God first schedule is like because I haven't ever put God first in my calendar. Just in the privacy of this few moments, if you would just bow your head to allow people their own space. No one's looking around other than me. And we just want to ask you, if you are not a Christian this morning, if you have never made that decision to say, actually, I want to put God first. If that is you this morning, we just want you to lift your hand. We're not going to ask you to come out. We're not going to embarrass you. We want to put some tools in your hand to help you. But if that's you this morning, right now, if you want to give your life to Jesus and say, I want to put God first. Just do that right now. Thank you. Thank you. And for the rest of us, I am just going to pray over us. You may be very, very organized. Somebody said to me, I don't know, Julie, why you're speaking on organized, because you seem fairly organized. But, you know, it is an intentional thing. And trust me, I'm not always. I, I fall through the trap sometimes of other things getting into my world. So I just want to pray over us this morning. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, for this great teaching on simplified, from exhausted to energized, from overscheduled to organized, and all the things in between that you have taught us. God, we want to live a life that is simple. We complicate it so many times. But Father, we want to make every day our eating, our sleeping, our working lives make a difference for you. We want to put you first, God. I pray that every heart, every life, every precious person here this morning as they leave would be determined if their schedule is out of control, too busy, too overstretched, not giving the right focus, that Father, you would help us to put a God first schedule that honors you, that we would know with an uncertainty we are giving our life to something that matters. We are making a difference. We have got the ladder up the right wall. Keep lifting and growing to be all you've called us to be. So Father, I pray your blessing, your help, as we just look at our schedules over these next few weeks to write a God-first schedule that honors you. Amen.